Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth and Gratitude podcast. Today is our final episode of the summer series, unfortunately, and very sadly. Summer is coming to an end and school is quickly approaching. So we are wrapping up our last and final place for uh, the summer series today. And it was really hard to pick one place. So instead, I'm going to also include... Uh, just a few additional bonus day trips that you could also take, especially if you're in this area or if you're a local or nearby some of the places that I'm talking about. These would be really fun, quick one-day adventures that you could go on just to really squeeze in some more summer fun before the school year comes because it's coming, right? Uh, as the summer comes to unclose, we're going to be also starting a new series starting very soon where we will be doing a deep dive and a discussion with the book Woven by Angie Smith. If you have been with the podcast for quite some time, you know that before the summer series, um, I did go through the book Live Your Truth and Other Lies by Lisa Childers. And it was a book that I used with my life group. And so this summer semester, we went through the book Woven by Angie Smith, and it is going to be such a good series that I'm going to discuss here with you on the podcast. This is a discussion that we had as a life group, and it really, really, really opened the doors and kind of helped us dive deep into our faith, as well as getting to know more about the Bible and just coming to an understanding of the word instead of being intimidated by it. So if you are interested in that, make sure you stay tuned uh, in the next few weeks as we start our new woven series. All right, here we go. Our last one for the summer series. Let's dive in. All right, guys, here we go. The final destination for our summer series. Just like I mentioned previously in the introduction, this was really hard to try to figure out, okay, which one do I want to end the summer with, with you guys, because there's so many great places that we have been to, especially in our area, um, or just kind of nearby. I was actually speaking with someone yesterday and they had said, man, I didn't know there were so many fun things to do in just in Georgia or just nearby to where we are. And I'm like, yeah, there, there really is. There's so much out there. So it's really hard to cram that all in, and just do a few episodes on the podcast during the summer. So if you're interested in any more adventures, if you're interested in hearing more about the places that we've discussed during this series, or if you want to know of other places, don't forget all of these resources for you are at truthandgratitude.com underneath the adventure tab. Every single time we visit a really awesome place that we love, um, whether that be a day trip or that be um, a trip as we're camping in our camper with our family. Um, I really love to just go back and write down the things that we did there, some of the places that we like to visit, um, how our stay was, how our experience was in the campground, or, you know, what it was like to to be there, just to help other people out. Um, Because I know when I'm planning my trip, I love to to see other reviews and to hear what other people are saying and to also find the, the gems, you know, not necessarily go to the very touristy areas of these particular parts, but the, the hidden gems. And I love to share those with, pe- with people without taking the surprise out of it or, you know, giving spoiler alerts. 
um, I love to share those little nuggets with you. So hopefully you will go to the blog at truthandgratitude.com, click the adventure tab, and you can see all of the blog posts that are written about our adventures. Um, if it pertains to travel, it will be, uh, it will have that adventure label, um, at the beginning at the blog post. So hopefully you will check those out. So as I was going through our summer series podcast episodes, I was like, okay, we've done one by the lake. We've done some in the mountains, you know, mountain areas. We have done a hiking one out in the woods. We've done a lake one. So where am I going to, to, to do today? And the one that I was thinking about today, um, I was reminded of um, whenever I went on a beach trip with a dear friend. So I just this past weekend um, went on a beach trip with a girlfriend. It's She's one of my best friends and we have not taken a beach trip together or really any trip together for that matter since we both have gotten married. Um, I think we had taken one maybe after she had gotten married, but I know since I've been married, I don't think that we have taken a trip together like we used to during our college years um, and most certainly have not taken one together since we have had kids. So this has kind of been on our, not necessarily our bucket list, but definitely the list of like, we got to make this happen. And if you know anything about trying to keep friendships alive and trying to, to do those things with your friends after you have kids, it's really hard to do. You, you both are like, yeah, we should do this, but then somehow it never happens. So thankfully, she got in touch with me a couple weeks ago and said, let's go to the beach. Let's have a girl's beach trip. And if you have not done this, just gotten away with your friends and had some time to reconnect and reminisce, I highly recommend doing it. It was a joy to be able to do that with her. But we went down to the Grayton Beach area, um, which is down near Seaside, near Watercolor, um, it's right there in that, in that middle spot between Panama City and Destin. And so today I want to share with you, um, not necessarily that area, like Seaside, water, Watercolor, all of that, Seagrove, but a place that we went to camp in between this area. Um, so the area I want to tell you about today is Grayton Beach State Park. And this is located on Santa Rosa Beach, um, but this is going to be down closer towards, um, it, down closer, it, it's really actually past um, and through Seaside. So if you know where the Seaside and Watercolor area is down there in Florida in this particular area, the Grayton Beach State Park is going to be further down 30A as you're getting closer and closer to kind of like where the Red Bar is and, and, and that particular area that some of the, the beach homes that are down there, it's going to be on the way towards that area. This state park is so beautiful and we have camped there one time. Uh, we went camping there when our oldest was just a baby. I mean, she was not even a year old yet. And this was actually our first beach trip with her. If you have children, you know for a fact that the beach is completely different. It has a completely different vibe and scene whenever you have kids. That is not to deter you from having children, but it's just to let you know to be prepared because it goes from leisure to work very quickly. So this was the place where we quickly found out like, oh, these are what beach trips are now with children. <laughs> or really at the time it was just a child, one child. Um, 
but we went and took our camper down to Grayton Beach State Park. Like I said, um, this particular area, we loved to crack jokes and just make jokes about the fact that the only way that we could afford to stay on 30A, the only way that we could stay on Santa Rosa Beach was if we stayed in the trailer park. And, um, and as, as jokingly as I say that, it, it truly is true because it's very afford, uh, very, very affordable, but undeniably is one of the best ways to stay in that area. If you can afford to stay in Seaside, watercolor, this is your way to go. So at Grayton Beach State Park, they have many campground areas there that you can have your camper there. You can have your, your RVs there. The one thing that I want to say about that particular area, when you are getting your RV or your trailer or your camper into these spots, sometimes they can be pretty tight. So just be well aware of that as you are coming into this park and also as you're reserving your spots. If you have a large motorhome, I would not recommend getting the spots that are, you know, deeply into the trees. I mean, you truly are in the trees in the park um, at this area. Um, they also have, um, many areas available for primitive camping. So I remember being there, we saw many people who had tents, but also the people who had the large safari tents in this area. Um, but these spots definitely get booked up very quickly. So you have to be sure to plan well in advance if you are going, but I will say it is one of the cheapest ways to camp when we were staying. So this was several years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, it was only $30 a night to have our camper there. Yes, $30. And this is why I laugh, but also truthfully say, this is one of the best ways that we could experience 30A. We could experience Santa Rosa Beach. We could stay in that area and it'd be clean and it'd be quiet and it'd be away from the noise and the craziness and really enjoy all that that area has to offer because it is a beautiful area. But it, really enjoy that area but without paying an arm and a leg. Um, so in this area, when you go and stay there, the, the area where your campers are, um, it is going to be a little bit of a distance away from the actual beach and the access to the beach. Um, so you are going to need to take your car, take your truck, or take a golf cart to drive over to the area um, that you're going to, but it is not far, like at all. I'm talking like a one or two minute drive from your campsite to the area to access the beach. The reason why that is, is because there are sand dunes in that area that are protected. Um, you are in the state park. So this, this area, this acreage that is there, it is stunning. It's gorgeous. It's kept up. Um, and so they really want to make sure that they protect that. So your campgrounds, your campsites, all of that is going to be scooted way back from that beach access. But as you are coming up to the beach access point, you just park right there. Um, you are not leaving the park at all. You're still within the park. As you know, when sometimes when you have to access the beach in, the, in these beach towns, you're having to cross the street. You're having to cross traffic. You're having, there's, you know, large groups of people. This is not the way that it is in the state park. You are still within the state park um, as you are entering the beach access. And this is a private beach access as well. So the most beautiful thing about this is when you step out on that beach, and I truly mean this, when you step out onto that beautiful sand and you see that beautiful water, you are greeted by a beach that literally has nothing. 
and I mean nothing. So if you are the type of person where you um, where you like the touristy things and you like to be in the scene with all the people, you like to be in the scene with um, with all of the hotels and all of the things right there on the beach, then that's totally fine. But this is probably not going to be the place for you. Um, and I truly do mean nothing. There's no hotels. There's no houses. There's no restaurants. It is purely the beach. So you have the sand. It's a very large area of sand as well. Um, I know recently we just went to to a, a beach that had a very small, um, just a very small area of sand. And that kind of made it hard to, for our kids to play on. This, again, is a very large area of sand. Um, and then you also have the the water area. And the water in this area, as you know, is stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, so there really is a lot of room to spread out and no one to interrupt your family time. So recently on our girls' beach trip, when we went down to the beach, you know, you're sharing, of course, the whole area with people around you, other families, other, you know, people playing their music, people smoking their cigarettes right next to you, like you're, you're having to share. Um, and this is not to say that in this area, you're not going to, you're not going to have other people there. It's definitely not going to be as crowded. I can tell you that because it's a private beach, but also what you're not going to have is you're not going to have a private area that you're not allowed to access. So what I mean by that, and I think you know exactly what I mean, but what I mean by that is when we went on our trip, we came in immediately down the steps from our beach access point. We got on the sand, started setting up, and immediately someone approached us and said, you cannot set up here. This is a private beachfront area. I and mean, then I'm talking like it was a very small area. You cannot use this one particular area. You can go to the left of it. You can go to the right of it. You can't, but you can't be here. And so you're having to drag all your things, you know, to one opposite end away from this private area. And it's just not like that here in the state park. You are able to go to any part of this beach um, because this particular area has, um, it actually has 22 acres uh, in this park. So yes, of course, this whole park, is not going to be be beachfront, um, but you have such a large area that you are able to use um, as you are down there. So, if you're more interested into relaxation, no overcrowding of the beaches, hiking, they do have horseback riding in this park, paddling, you know, just really being away from it all and really just experiencing just the beauty of nothing and being in the beach, um, the beach area and being there for what it has to offer, which is the water, the sand, the shells and nature, then this is going to be your place. And it is so, um, it's such a beautiful place. We were so grateful that our daughter's very first time at the beach was there, um, because it wasn't super crowded. Um, it wasn't, it was very family friendly but the beautiful thing about this too is that you're not far away from things to do as well. So in this area, you have not very far from you, you have seaside, you have watercolor. Further down 30A, you're going to have 
um, the Seagrove area where there are restaurants and things of that nature. This is a beautiful family-friendly area. If you have been to this area before, you know that it is nicely laid out. It is beautifully done, um, and it really has this special family-friendly feel. So you're only, this park, like I said, is only going to be a mile. It's like even less than a mile from many restaurants, from local shopping, snacks, and all of that within that 30 area or that 38 area. Um, so it is definitely, um, it is definitely a special place, especially for us to close out the summer series. I have to say though, when we were there staying in Grayton, um, Beach State Park, only about a mile nearby, uh, was the restaurant uh, Chiringo. And if you're familiar with the Red Bar, most people are, if you, if you say Seaside, if you say Santa Rosa Beach, they are very familiar with the restaurant, the Red Bar. This is also a really fun restaurant to go to as well. Um, but this particular restaurant, they did have a fire, they had to rebuild all the things. But if you know where the Red Bar is directly across from that restaurant, it is called Chiringo and it is an upstairs downstairs restaurant and it has beautiful beach and ocean vibes um, and views when you're there. But this is such a good restaurant and I've loved it. It has a Spanish flair. The food is very fresh. It's never frozen. And one of the best meals that I had there was their rice bowl with blackened chicken and had roasted beets and plantains. So if you're in the area, definitely go and check out Chiringo. So that is the Grayton Beach State Park to close out our summer series. How fun is that? If you need more information about this particular spot, this location, it is located on the Truth and Gratitude website underneath the Adventure tab. Okay, as promised, I told you that I would include a couple of bonus experiences and places to wrap up your summer and really just kind of cram in just some extra summer goodness during your day trips. So one that I wanted to mention to you, it actually, if you decide to go to the Grayton Beach State Park area, one particular place that I wanted to tell you about was Ponce de Leon. That is a state park, and I'm sure that you have recognized that name before, Ponce de Leon, a state park that is on your way into the seaside uh watercolor area. So when we went on this trip, when we went on this particular trip to um, the Great Beach State Park, when we went, we saw this name and me, of course, being a Spanish teacher, I was like, huh, what is this state park? This is very interesting. Most of the time, if you pay attention, you'll see all these state park names as you're driving. And I highly recommend whenever you see those names, just quickly look up what this place is. Most of the time, you can just whip it right in there, pay a couple of dollars to go into the state park, see what they have to offer, and then enjoy it. And then again, be on your way. So you're kind of getting to fit in all these different adventures as you are driving. It doesn't take long. And most of the time, it's it's obviously a state park. It's got something really cool to offer. So I looked at Ponce de Leon. And this particular park, it has a freshwater um, uh, freshwater spring um, that is here at the state park and this um, this spring actually it was named after Ponce de Leon um, let me find my notes here 
give me one second because I want to make sure that I say all of this correctly. So um, Ponce de Leon, he was a Spanish traveler um, that was going through uh, this particular area, many, many, obviously hundreds of years ago. Um, and when he came to this freshwater spring, he decided to call it the Fountain of Youth. Um, the crystal blue waters of the spring, they're always around 68 degrees. And in this area, people always go fishing, snorkeling, and swimming. And so when we saw that, when we saw that the spring was this gorgeous, I mean, when you look it up, the water is stunning. When we saw that, I told Judd, I said, I've always wanted to go to a freshwater spring. Um, This one is called the Fountain of Youth. We have to check this one out on the way back home. So we did. We stopped by there. Um, We were able to take our dog into the state park. You pull up. We actually had our camper with us, obviously. And so we were able to get in there, pull off to the side, and go check out this spring. Now, we were not very prepared because we didn't have our bathing suits on but I just wanted to go and check it out and this place it was even better than the pictures okay um it had this emerald bluish green water the people were diving into the the spring um and just kind of like you know sunbathing in the water and you're able to walk around this area there are stairs that lead into the water into all the different parts of the freshwater spring that you want to um that you want to access but there is this really cool trail that you can also go walk on as well and throughout the trail there are other access points to get into the water and stairs that you can get into and um and so I of course took me and our oldest daughter she was just a little bitty baby at the time and we were able to go and walk into the water and dip our feet in and it was pretty chilly um I mean and this was at the very end of like July beginning of August that we did this and it was still pretty chilly but um there was this beautiful like misty fog that like hovered over the water because the water was so cold but it was also so muggy outside um and so that this park this is I mean there's there's not a whole ton that you can do there or walk around or see recreationally you could bring you know your kayaks and those things to do there but it really is just a fun thing to do for just a quick day trip especially if you're headed down to the beach or coming back from the beach stop by Ponce de Leon when you pull off at the exit you really are in no man's land um you're kind of like where are we where is everybody this looks deserted um but you are in a safe area and it's totally fine um but definitely go and check out Ponce de Leon. You will not regret it for sure. So um, in our area, I wanted to list just two more things that you could go do. So in the um, Columbus, Georgia area or Harris County, Georgia area where I am, um, one place I wanted to mention to you that I've mentioned before is this little cute park called Rock Garden. Rock Garden is actually located in northern Georgia, um, and it's actually in Calhoun, Georgia. And I have family originally from Cartersville, Georgia, if you are aware of that. Um, it's a little it's a little ways from Kennesaw State University, but I do have family in this area, and so Um, this rock garden is not far from Calhoun. What's really awesome is the exit that you get off to go to this rock garden. Um, there is a Bucky's on the same exit. So you can hit up the Bucky's, have a great time, grab your snacks. I mean, 
just going to a Bucky's for the summer is an adventure in itself. If you haven't gone to a Bucky's, you got to do it. It is an adventure in itself. Um, but you can go check out the Bucky's and then go across the bridge that goes over the highway and head to Rock Garden. Now, what Rock Garden is, it is a special garden that sits behind a church. The church is actually Calhoun Seventh-day Ad- Adventist Church. Um, it's off of Rome Road, and there are many signs that can take you back to this uh, garden. Now, this particular garden, it's kind of like an art garden. There are many structures that are built out of small pebbles, gemstones, and rocks um, that create structures and, and, and little towns and little castles and well-known buildings like the Notre Dame, the Colosseum, Um it is so cute and so fun, and um, if you want to see any pictures of this rock garden, again, it is on the Truth and Gratitude blog underneath the Adventure tab. I would say, I mean, going through this little small park area, I mean, this is not going to be an all-day adventure, right? I mean, at the most, you're probably going to spend an hour there. Um, it is free. They do have a little, um, like a donation box if you, if you want to leave a donation for the church, but you don't have to. There's no cost. It has its own parking lot in the very back. So when you see the church, you'll pull in and there are signs to take you all the way to the back of the church. Um, and there's a special parking in entrance to get into the rock garden. You're free to walk around the the property. There are swings and picnic tables available if you want to sit out there and have a good time. There are these beautiful old trees that have just um, awesome shade. So it is so quiet and so serene. And and there's also a little stream that runs nearby and and a nature trail that you could walk. So you have to check out this area. If you have small children, or even if you don't have small children as an adult, you're going to love seeing these really artistic structures that are built out of just little small gemstones, rocks, um, glass. It is it's really is something. And um, the rock garden also has during Christmas time where they will put candles within these structures and kind of have like a like a Christmas candlelight um ceremony in this rock garden it really is super beautiful so you have to check that out um our little girls absolutely loved it and lastly one that I want to mention that is nearby to us um is in Pine Mountain Uh, my husband and I last year we did have a little bit of a staycation I think I actually mentioned it here on the podcast as well we had a staycation in a glamping tent if you've never stayed in a glamping tent before this is going to be like it's like you're in between of like primitive camping and your camper so you have this really fun safari tent that you can stay in um, it had furniture and a shower and it had electricity and running water and a kitchen and all these things within a tent um, and we had such a fun time just spending the night having a time alone together Um, and it was really cool because it actually started to rain when we were in this tent and going to sleep with the rain pounding this tent was very, very cool. So if you want to stay in a glamping tent nearby, again, go to the adventure tab on the blog and that is located under the blog post named staycation in a glamping tent. If you have children, this is a really cool experience to do as well. Um, in our tent, we had a king size bed Then the bathroom was located on one side. And then on the other side of the tent, we had a room 
that had um, like a closet space as well as two bunk beds. So it is a super cool experience to have. And I know that um, if you have children, they will really enjoy it. Or if you just want to have a staycation together as a couple before the summer ends, you definitely want to check that out. This particular place was located in the Pine Mountain RV Resort. This is located very close to downtown Pine Mountain. And it's just a quick ride to Callaway Gardens. You could actually uh, leave Pine Mountain RV Resort, hop onto the biking trail that runs through Pine Mountain and goes all the way through uh, Hamilton, throughout Harris County. And that could be a really fun experience that you could have. Also in this area, they have have a laundry facility, fitness room, swimming pool, water area, uh, playground equipment, a dog park, a lounge with games and a store. So it really is your full package. Um, but you could always just stay very secluded and have a very private experience um, just staying in the glamping tent. But that would be another cool thing that you could experience. Guys, I have fully enjoyed doing the summer series with you. As always, continue to be raw, be authentic, and be you. And I look forward to us hanging out for our new woven series that will be coming soon.